Hey Grounded Spirits, so I'm your host, Laura Lynn, and uh, today is going to be like a follow-up from yesterday. So yesterday I was able to um, have a Zoom meeting with Roger Butts, the author of Seeds of Devotion, and it was amazing. It was so great to hear um, more about like the behind the scenes I feel like I got for the book. So it was just so incredible. Um, but today I wanted to talk about um, the book the way that I normally do when I um, read a book. So um, like going through the book, looking at my favorite quotes from the book, and then just talking more about how the book inspired me on a personal level. Um, and so if you want to know more about this book, that is so incredible. And I can't stop saying how amazing it is. Um, please stay tuned. So like I said, like normally I would go into the book um, and like by chapter and everything, but this time I'm more going to do just like an overall. Um, and normally I do it in order <laughs> with all the other books, but this time I'm going to do it um, kind of just like as a whole. So um, this book was just so incredible and I really like the way that it was laid out. So I want to talk about that first. So... Um, he starts every, um, I call them passages, but it could be like chapters, I guess, too. Every passage starts with, um, prose and then he has a prayer that he, um, wrote and then at the end there's some reflection questions. So every single one has this except for there are a couple, um, chapters in here that are, they call, he calls them a deep dive. And so for those deep dives, it's just like him, um, they feel almost like reflections of his life and just like little tidbits that he's learned, um, throughout his life. And it's just like really cool to be able like to peer, um, in his mind, I guess, um, is a way to put it. Um, so, so yes, yeah, so like I said, normally I would go in order, um, but I'm just going to, the ones that I just have here in my notes, I'm just going to, um, just share about them. So the first one that I have is um, on page 40. And so this one is um, entitled, Buddha and Jesus and the goddess were sitting around talking. And I just really love this passage because he was just like imagining this conversation um, between the three of them. And um, the way that I saw like the goddess was kind of like Mother Earth. Um, and it was just so cool the way that they just interacted, um, and the part that I really loved here was, um, with the spirit. So as Jesus was talking, the spirit happened by and overheard, no, no, that's my turf. Step back, take a breath. Buddha laughed and pointed at spirit. That's what they always say, take a breath. That's a good one. Um, so... What's going on here is just like that word spirit. And this has just been like really um, affecting me lately, I guess is the way to put it. Um, because the word spirit is like literally, like it literally means like, um, like respiration in English, you know, like you have that word spirit within respiration. Um, and so when you breathe in, 
it's like you're breathing in the spirit and then you breathe and the spirit is inside of you and it like cleans you out and then you breathe out and out comes the spirit too um it's like you breathe out the negative stuff that has now been turned positive oh and that actually reminds me um because after our talk that we recorded yesterday roger um told me about this quote and he's like i'm paraphrasing so go look it up but i'm gonna say what he said and then i'm going to actually like look it up um he said that pain that is not transformed is transmitted and that was just so powerful um so i'm gonna look up he said it's by richard Rohr, so i'm gonna look it up pain um transformed um so let me see if i can find it but if not i'm just gonna talk about okay yeah it's literally the same thing okay this is what he said he said if we do not transform our pain it will most assuredly transmit it i kind of like rogers way better pain that is not transformed is transmitted and that just like really like struck me because i have said on this podcast time and time and time and time again that hurt people hurt people and that's like literally the epitome of this quote you know like pain that's not transformed if you don't work through your own hurt you're going to transmit it onto others and that is why hurt people hurt people and so if we could just learn how to transform our pain into something beautiful then it won't be transmitted and then there'll be less hate in the world like it's literally this simple but the thing is is that we don't know how how do you transform pain you know Um, so, like, that idea just, like, just, like I said, it just really struck me, like, whoa. And so now I feel like I want to start, like, diving deep into that idea. So if you have any ideas, like, please let me know. Email me, um, Instagram me, whatever, (laughs) DM me. Um, it's all just grounded spirits. But, um, but yeah, so pain that is not transformed will um, be transmitted so anyway so that's the whole point with like the breath right so um I I I showed this I shared this TikTok a long time ago it was about this woman who was saying that the western view of things like the western like the Americanized version type of thing was like you breathe in all the good and you breathe out all the bad but thing is if you're breathing out the bad then that that negative energy is still there and it's still going to be transmitted onto others you know if you just like leave something um there it's going to like just go into another body or whatever or manifest itself in a different way so what the buddhas say is that you're actually breathing in all the negativity so the way that i see it is that um the negativity um I used to, like I heard that banging in the background it just like completely lost my train of thought I don't even know what that is <laughs> but um the negativity what was I saying so the negativity that you're breathing in oh, okay yeah, yeah yeah so the way that I see it is that there's like okay so we have like our like physical body then we have like our like different levels of our body um like our astral body and our 
esoteric body and like ethereal body and like all these other ones I don't even know like that's something that I still have to like deep dive into but I do know that we have all these bodies and I know that we have an aura um and then on the outside of that there's like for me I kind of feel like it's kind of like um the asteroid belt like where you have like this just like stuff that's like surrounding us and I feel like that's like our perception is the way that I've seen it so like the perception like it's kind of like you know how people say like oh you have like rose-colored glasses on so everything looks better we have our perception of our pain and it gets projected onto others right so the way that I see it is if you clean that space that's around you if you like suck all that, it's not like a vacuum, if you like suck all that stuff in, then there's only your bright shining light that's the God that's inside of you will shine. But it's just like all clouded right now. It's like a bunch of smog, I guess is the way to put it. And so the way that I use my breath is that I like breathe in all of that negativity. But first I make sure that I'm like lighting up my chakras. And then that's like, I think it's called Kundalini, but don't quote me on that. Um, I saw, like, I read, I don't know if I read it or saw it on TikTok or something, but basically it's, like, if you envision the energy, like, getting cycled through your chakras, so, like, going up and down within them, then that is what, um, will clean the energy. So it's kind of like you have your own filtration system already designed into, in your body. Like, isn't that incredible? And so, so like I said, like the way that I see it is that I breathe in all of that like smog, all of that, all of that negativity, but I make sure that my body is able to handle like it's ready for, like it's ready to filtrate the negativity. And so when I breathe in, I do all of that. And then so then when I breathe out, then it's like all shiny and new. But what's so interesting is that the spirit is all around us and it's also like inside of us. And so when you take a breath in, you're breathing in that spirit along with all that negativity. So the spirit is there helping you um, like when it's like getting filtered through. So I just thought that was just so incredible that you're like, you're breathing in at the same time and then all like the negativity gets filtered out through your chakras and it's very helpful like, when you have um like crystals because in the crystals like the will help you like pull out that negativity that negative energy and the crystal holds it um so that's what i've seen um too or like in my experience but but yeah so just like that word spirit has just been so incredible how um how it's just like an everyday language. And so I'm going to do, actually I'm going to do it in Spanish now with the, um, so respiration, so the respirator, like spirit, respiration. In Spanish, you say respira. So, and then in Spanish, spirit is espiritu. So respira, espiritu, it's like right there too, you know? So like when you breathe in and breathe out. So beautiful. It's probably the same in French. I can't think of the word in French. Mm-hmm. Probably something with spirit too though um anyway so then the other thing with spirit is in english it's inspiration it literally means in spirit like the spirit's literally in you so that's when you get inspired when like the spirit overcomes you like isn't that just so incredible like when i said that like i felt like a hug from the spirit oh that's so cool um so yeah 
yeah, it's just, like, so incredible how the Spirit just, like, really moves us. And then it was just so, so now going back to um, Roger's text, um, yeah, that the Spirit here um, just says, take a breath. And then Buddha laughs, and he's like, that's what I said, like, take a breath. So, like, it was just, like, so cool, like, to see these two, um, like, interact. So it just, like, goes to show that, like, like I've said before, like, every religion is right. No one is wrong. It just depends on the perception of things. And as long as you are, if you, as long as you aren't hurting anybody, you're right. Like... How cool is that? Um, so yeah, so that's what I wanted to say about this. I'm just making sure. Nothing, but yeah, this was like one of my favorite ones. So this was on page 38. Um, and then even like his prayer, it says, feel your breathing right now. The inhale, the exhale, the Holy Spirit is breath. The goddess is breath. Life is breath. Calm your mind. Sit still. Sitting still is an act of revolutionary love. It is an act of radical resistance. Inhale peace. Exhale love. All of that. Feel the earth move under your feet. All of that. Trust that you are right where you are supposed to be. Trust that you know deep in your bones the next step, the next step, the next step. Know the power of your faith. Whatever you call yourself or don't call yourself, however you identify or don't, let the holy in your breathing shine onto you and into you the power of just being you. At this moment, with this breath. Like, oh, it was so good. Like, oh, I was like freaking out. And then like, I think he read this one yesterday too. And so it was just absolutely incredible. Um, and so then one of the reflection questions. So actually I'm going to read. Um, and I'll read two of them. So one is like, take a moment of silence. What is the silence trying to tell you? And we talked a lot about this yesterday as well with the silence and everything. Um, and how important it is to not hold on to thoughts and just to, like see them passing by. Um, and then the other question is, and this is the one that I really want you to think about, um, if you if you will, if you will um, want to explore this one with me. Um, let's imagine you are at a dinner party with Jesus, the goddess, the Buddha, Muhammad, and others. What would you ask them? What would you want to know? And so when he posed this question in the text, my question would be, is it innately human to, um, to fear or to, um, to like have this competition? Which I feel like a competition is just because of fear, like you want to prove yourself kind of a thing. Um... Or is it, like, what, what is innate in, in humanity? Um, but then later on in, the, in this book, he, I don't know where it is, but 
he talks about how, actually, I do know where it is. It's the one with the four chaplains, I believe. Um, let me go check. Four chaplains. So basically, the four chaplains, it's like four different chaplains from like different denominations, different religions. And I know those are two separate things. I don't know why I said that. Um, <laughs> but um, he, oh my gosh, I can't even find that passage but basically they're like they're four different ones and then the ship is going down and they just like sing and they sing songs in latin they sing songs in hebrew they sing all these different songs it must have been a deep dive because in like his thing it just says deep dive it doesn't say like what the each deep dive was so try to find it but anyway, he's like, we were, like, it felt like we were separated, but we actually weren't. Um, here it is, here it is. Okay, so it's page 151. I, good thing I did write it in my notes, because that's how hard it struck me. Um, so let me see. Yeah, it was a deep dive, the four chaplains. It starts on, one, on 149. Um, so it says, I am struck by how much the smear oh, this up. I am struck by how much this mirrors the human experience. We are made from unity and made for brotherhood and sisterhood, but we have moved to a place of disconnection and competition and distrust. And so he's talking about how like I think this is in World War Two, yeah, World War Two, how um this like cruise liner that was like meant to be for parties and stuff and to like come together and to have a good time was now used for war um and then this cruise liner gets struck and so now everybody's dying and the four chaplains they, they don't have enough um life um life vests um and so So, um, so the four chaplains, like, they give them their life vests, and they die, um, to, like, help others. And so, so, yeah, so, from the, the Jesus and Buddha, um, passage, it was, like, that was my question, so I want to know what your question would be, um, but then, like, my question was answered later on. So I thought that was cool. Like that. Um, okay, so the next passage that I want to talk about is page 73. So page 73 is called Spring. This passage is called Spring. Um... And it says, like, the time is now. So just that, like, everything is born new. Like, every day the goal is to be born anew several times a day. So you just, like, want to um, just always know that everything's going to be okay. Oh, yeah, here it is, this part. Jesus went on and on about the Spirit. And all they wanted to know is this. Is this the time when you'll restore the kingdom? 
they're really asking, is everything going to be okay? And they asked it in this form, is this the time? And Jesus said something like this, what do you know about time? There is no knowing the time. The time is what it is. Focus instead on your power in the spirit, which is now and now and now and now. There is no time but now. And 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 the time for you being alive in the spirit and knowing you are alive in the spirit is now. Now. Look to that. Put your gaze there. The time is now and you are stronger than you think. And the best part of the story after Jesus tells him this, he ascends into heaven. So this is page 74. And so I really like this one because it reminded me of that like con- line continuum, like that string that I was talking about. Um, was it? I think it was in that vibe episode. Um, maybe it was one before that. I don't remember. But basically how what I was saying is like that time doesn't exist the way that we see it. And so, and actually, I actually wanted to dive in a little bit with this because for this one, okay, this is what I thought what happened when we died. So when we died, um, I always felt like you would get to learn all of the mysteries. Like you would know, um, like how people felt about you or you would know, um, like any secrets that were being kept from you, you, you would get to like have that knowledge after you died. Um, or even like how things turned out kind of a thing. Um, and so I always felt like you could, that, that, that happened when you died. Um, I don't know why this, like, I just, this, this has been me forever. I always just thought that. But then when I learned about, like, reincarnation and everything, um, and it's so incredible how TikTok works, um, because, like, I knew that, like, reincarnation existed and everything, but I had no idea how many children remember it. Um, and so this, I'll post, I'll, I'll post this one for sure, because I know exactly the TikTok I'm referencing now, but, um, this guy, it's like a quick detour, this guy, um, he was like, if you have a story about your kid talking about reincarnation, they put it in the comments. There were 3,000 comments and saying things like um, that, like, when my kid, this is like, I don't have kids, so it's not me saying it's like on the comments, like, um, oh, like when my kid was like three years old, he went to my to my grandma and touched her face and was like, I remember taking care of you. Like, I'm so happy you're okay or something like that. So like that was his, that was the grandma. So the baby is the grandma's mom. Like what? I just like got goosebumps thinking about that too. And I think that's just like so remarkable how it works and like how we do have these like soul ties with our families. Um, I just think that's so beautiful. And I'm just so thankful for um, my sister, because she's been, um, I mean, like, I got into, like, the spirituality stuff first, but she's, like, right there with me now, and so it's just, like, really nice to be able to, like, have someone, like, to be able to discuss all this stuff with, um, because, I don't know, because some of the things I say sound pretty crazy, and I'm about to share another one. So I feel like that was the reason why I started this podcast. 
um, was to like share my crazy ideas um, with the world because I really didn't have anybody in my personal life to share these ideas with. Um, but now I have my sister, and so I get to just share even more with you because my sister has her ideas, I have my own ideas, and then I bring them all to you. Um, but anyway, so yes, yeah, so the whole point is that she and I have been going on this like, deep dive, and we're like, yeah, like I really believe that we did know each other in, in different lives, and... Um, and then she did the past life regression, man, I'm going on so many tangents right now. I'm like trying to like remember like my first thought, so I can go back. (laughs) But anyway, my sister did this past life, the past life regression. And I were like, both of us, like we're pretty certain that she was Julia Domina in a past life. And in case you don't know who that is, I have been obsessed with Julia Domina for honestly, probably a decade. And um, she was a Roman empress um, from Syria, and I have no idea why I was so obsessed with her, but I just wanted to learn every little bit about her life, and I always thought it was because she was the most educated woman of the time, but um, but turns out it could be because she was actually my sister in a past life, like, isn't that wild? Um... So, so yeah, so anyway, the whole point is that, um, the whole point is that reincarnation, the time is now, got it. So the whole point is that now what I believe like with people, um, when they die. So now that I see time as not a linear, but like all happening simultaneously, when a person dies, they are able to see everything. Like, isn't that so cool? They're able to see everything at once, and then they're able to move on to, like, a different light beam in, like, the huge light beam that is our universe, as far as souls are concerned. Um, so, yeah. That's what I was thinking about with that. So, you do get to see everything, and then you get reincarnated, and then, and then you move on. So, super cool. Um... Oh, the time is now. So the thing is, too, is that the time literally is now. Like, this, your now is literally everywhere because it's all happening simultaneously. And so that's what Jesus was saying. Like, the time literally is now because it's it's everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Because, like you said, time doesn't, the way that we view time isn't real. Um, so, yeah, isn't that so cool? with that time um and so like literally right now I'm dying in a different quote-unquote time but it's literally happening right now because the present is always now so when that time comes that I die the present will be now so yeah I just thought that was really cool I've realized that I've only talked about two things, two passages out of a million. So this is probably going to be like a two-parter. So just warning now. Okay, the next passage I want to talk about um, is called The Face. And it's on page 128. 128. Honestly, I've come this whole thing. But here's where he talks about Richard Rohr. And he's like, I'm going to read 
this part up here. The face is that through is that through which and in which the invisible one becomes visible and enters into relationship with us. So that's God. So we're able to see God through the face and like it's so like the window like your eyes are the windows to your soul and everything because it's literally God in our faces. Like oh, it's so cool. And that's like they also say that like your face, like if you're trying to con like you can't concentrate and look at someone's face because a face is just so complex that we get like we get put in a daze just staring at a face. And I just think that's so incredible how complex and and beautiful our faces are. Um yeah. All right, so then he goes on to say the dimension of the divine opens forth from the human face. Because of this, we must engage the other as truly unknowable, as mysterious as the very idea of God. And because of this, Levianus is always going to say that when we confront the face of another, we are always inferior. Why? Because we are in the presence of God. So cool. We are in the presence of God when we see another face. And that's why we're so drawn to human faces. Because they're literally God. Richard Rohr rightly says that for Levias, the face... I'm probably saying that name wrong, by the way. The face is the only thing powerful enough to convert us. I think Rohr is right. And so I've asked myself, to what are we being converted? I say we are converted to the way of the nonviolent, the nonviolent Jesus. Presence, peace, and compassion. Presence, the radical presence, uninterrupted, non-distracted presence, as we come to see that we are in the presence of the divine. Peace, radical peace. As we confront the message of the face of the other, the divine face of the other, we can hear the message from the ages and from the depths, thou shall not kill. Curiosity, courage, compassion. As we find ourselves in the presence of the face of the other, we engage with open, non-judgmental curiosity about the needs of the person in front of us. We find the courage to be hospitable in the face of that need, and our heart of compassion grows. So it's just like, wow, it's all because of the face. And I really love the, the three that he put together here. Presence, peace, and then curiosity, courage, compassion. So like these five words, like I feel like this is what is innately human, and this is what we need to strive to be to be innately human, to have that human experience like we're meant to have. So I think that's also incredible. Um, so yeah, so that is about the face. So beautiful. And then we kind of talked about this yesterday. Um, he read um, Thomas Merton's Epiphany about how there is light in everybody. And then here, um, in on page fifty one, it's uh, "Be Your Own Light" from Buddha. So basically, 
when Buddha dies, he's just like, um, like I've literally shared everything. Like there's nothing that I haven't shared. Like you, and now you have the light inside of you and just like follow your own light because now you know your way. And I just really loved that because like God really is inside of us and like showing us the way we just have to pay attention to our own light. Like what what we find, what we're, what we need, we're not going to find externally. We're going to find within us. And I, I keep saying, I just think that's so beautiful, but it's like, it's true. Like, I just think that's so beautiful. And I, I wish I had like a better word for beautiful because I feel like, like when we're, how do I put this? Like when, the world, we just won't have any words. Like when we, when we get to meet the divine, um, after we die, even before, um, I loved how how Roger talked about like the sacred texts, how it could be like referencing like actual sacred texts, or it could be referencing, um, like he said like a dog or a tree, like that's a sacred text, like anything that you can learn from, and that's what I love too is that you can literally learn from everybody, and everything. Um, and so, so yeah, so one question I didn't get to ask him, but I'll pose it to you, um, was, so, so he says, this is on page 30, um, I'll actually read it, page 30, this is, this passage is called, What's in Your Bible? Um, and this is the prayer, so he says, God, help us to see a sacred text in every person we encounter today. Help us to see in our own face and in our own body a sacred text. Help us to see the holy divine shining holy of holies in our mundane sacred every day. Fill us then with wonder and amazement. Fill us then with new eyes to see. Birth us in a sense of the holy, the divine, and all of it. Find our hearts and our eyes open so we might know where to find you in every person and in all things. And so my question was, so does that mean that you believe that things have souls? Or like, how do you see... Or how do you see that if God is in... Oh, that's what I did ask the second part. Like, how do you see that God is in everybody? So, like, the worthiness is how I brought that question up. But but I've, I've been, like, going back and forth with do things have souls? And I honestly do think that they do. And I by reading this, I feel like he does, too. Um... I was going to say, oh, okay, yeah. I saw this great Instagram about your body. And it was like, your body was perfectly crafted out of millennia of ancestors. Because your body is literally like the survival of the, like the extreme survival of the fittest. Like it literally took like a little bit of, it's like the greatest hits of all the, of all of your ancestors that have lived over millennia. Like, isn't that so crazy? To form your perfect body. 
like, wow, it's so beautiful. See, there we go again. So beautiful. But it is. Like, I really mean it. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. And then uh, my next question to post for you would be, how do you view fear? Um, and I wanted to ask him this question yesterday, but I was like, I don't know how to how to come around it, like how to how to ask it necessarily because I feel like how would you even answer that question? How do you view fear? Um so if I didn't ask it, but I guess like what I'm trying to get at is is fear something that's necessary? And I feel like people like biologists would say yes, like with the survival of like, you need to be able to survive. Like, that's the point. Um, according to biologists, we just need to survive and procreate, and that's it. So interesting. Um, but yeah. So, if you have any ideas on how do you view fear, um, or try to find, like, a better way of asking it, if you, like, try to, if you, like, understand, if you can feel my vibes of how, what I mean by that, please let me know, how do I word that better, because I don't know, all right, and then on page 191, this is in the reflection questions, so this is his question, not mine, one, what was it, 191, okay, so 191, let me tell you about, so this one, oh, okay, this, um, passage is called, the parables explained, never, and I love this because um, he goes about, like, saying, like, he inve- he imagines, like, how Jesus and, and his disciples were talking um, as they're, like, writing the Bible kind of a thing. And like, he imagines this whole thing about, like, how it would be if, like, the parables were explained. But he, like, he said that he, like, loves the mystery about how they're not explained. Um... And so the question that he poses is, what is your relationship with the need to know? And this is something that I honestly don't know because I'm one of the pe- one of those people who like need to know. Like if someone says I have a secret, I need to know it. And if they're like, oh, but I can't tell you, like I would get, I would be livid. I would be so angry. Um, but sometimes I do that to my husband, and I'm like, hey, like I can't tell you right now, but I'll tell you later. And he just says, okay. And it used to get me so mad. And I'm like, so you you don't care then? You, you don't want to know? And he's like, well, I do want to know, but I, like, I have to trust you. And you said, we're going to tell me later, so I'm going to trust you. And then you're going to tell me later, right? And I'm like, well, yeah, but like I guess I just wanted more of a reaction. <laughs> but but yeah, so sometimes like I wish I was like my husband. Where, like He's just so okay not knowing. And it just, like, drives me insane because I feel like I want to know everything. And I feel like that was, like, the point of this, like, quest, in a way. The spiritual awakening was to know and to, like, understand. And I feel like that's, like, the point of it. Side note really quick. Um, I'll try to find this TikTok. Let me write these things down so I don't forget. Um, so the TikTok, the one I talked about earlier was about, um, reincarnation, reincar with the babies. 
And then this one that I'm going to talk about right now um, was about the I statements with the zodiac signs. So basically, so I am a, um, I'm a Leo. So my birthday is on Sunday. So less than a week now. Um, so my, so I'm a Leo is the whole point with that. So my sun sign is a Leo. My moon sign is Sagittarius and my rising sign is Aquarius. And so with those big three, what I looked at, um, was like, there's like these I statements, like there's this TikTok and it's like anywhere, um, they had these I statements for each one. So I think like Pisces is, I believe, um, or whatever. Um, and so my three, and I forget which one goes with which, but my three were I create, I understand, and I know. And it was just so cool that it happened to be those three because I feel like those three make up my, like my life mission, mission. Um... And so, yeah, so with those three was, like, I I want to know. So, no, I want to understand, then I know, and then I can create because I feel like my my purpose is to share and create knowledge. So it was so cool how it all came together. But I don't know if it works for everybody else. So if you want to, like, check that out, like I'll put the the um, TikTok on the website so you can, like, see the all the whole list of everybody. Um, and let me know if it works. So, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, so yeah, so that's that one. Um, so yeah, the need to know is just so interesting. Um, uh, these were just, like, honorable mentions of the passages. So, like, Keep the Bible Weird was really cool, like, how... Thomas Jefferson took out all, like, the mysticism of the Bible, but I feel like that's what makes it, like, I feel like that was just, like, a tactic to control people and not share, like, how empowered, how powerful they are because you are so powerful. Um, so that's what that one was about. Where is the God in all of that? This one's just a beautiful story about how even in sadness that God is there and God is there to support you and help you and love you. Um, this one is, I just put prayer 135. So I'm just going to go there. Prayer 135. Mother Earth, Father Sky, Holy One who loves fiercely, we praise your name. It is hallowed. You are here, you are there. The mountain is your dwelling, the cloud, the river, the deepest canyon. You are here, you are there. And you decided of all places to live in the soul of, of each bit of your creation. My soul, yours, and yes, even yours. On earth as it is in heaven, let love reign. Give each just enough, enough rice, enough beans, enough laughter, enough courage, enough peace. How often we miss the mark. How often we fall flat. You are there to catch us. You give us the heart and compassion to catch others as you catch us. 
Oh, the distractions. Oh, the trouble we can find. Lead us to the path of peace despite ourselves. Yours is every blade of grass, every snowfall, every mountain slope, every bumblebee, every drop of honey. It's all yours. It's all love. And we say thank you, God, for all of it. Amen. Oh, these poems just get to me. It's so incredible. Um, so yeah, like to feel like this also goes to show that he does believe that every everything um living or not, like an inanimate object, it's all it's all like God resides there. So if God resides there then it has to have a soul. Um it was just like really beautiful how God is literally everywhere. And it's yeah, it's incredible. Okay. Um next one is actually let me see what this story was about. Okay, so that that po- that um prayer went with the passage called Go Ahead, Cast the First Stone. And so basically this one is just talking about how um you like you know that you know the story like with when Jesus is like okay whoever whoever hasn't sinned like cast the first stone go for it and then no one does it and it's because um everyone sins and that's why he like wrote like despite ourselves like we're please lead us on the path of grace um and so yeah so the at the end of that passage he says God for your sake make us all humanists wonderful okay um next is 154 so this is annie dillard's typewriter and so basically she has a dream oh i think i talked about this one yeah yeah yeah, i did talk about this one okay so this is a different quote so this is the one that i talked about with the rabbi who says who's talking about like the burning bush um with moses like the jump in start walk like i'll go with you because annie dealer she has a dream that her typewriter is on fire but um even though um it's on flat and fire she like the typewriter is not consumed. Everything Annie Dillard does when she writes, when she observes, when she makes salad, when she she knows she is on holy ground, it's all holy and somehow has the gift of putting words to all of those odd thoughts and experiences. Not all of us can do that. We have other ways of being, but whatever we do, whatever our creativity, we are always on holy ground. So does this story of something burning but not consumed bring forth any Bible story. So it's like Moses the bush, you know? So um, so I guess it just means like God. Like God is there. And so like you don't have to worry. Same with like with Annie Dillard when she doesn't have to worry about writing because it just comes to her naturally. Um, but before this, so this this actually, this one starts um, the great like little paragraph. The first paragraph, it says, Spirituality, the religious way, is just to release that pulsating, life-giving spirit of love inside that is aching to come out and dance and to water ski, water ski across the surface of a poem and wave at the author's name on the shore and skip and dance and sing, and that love is all there is. 
So like that's what spirituality is. It's just seeing love everywhere. Wow. That's what spirituality is. Actually, along with that, please tell me I wrote it. Oh, man. Oh, I know where I wrote it. I wrote it in my book. Oh, do I want to get up right now and go get it? Yes, I kind of really do. Mm. So basically, okay, I'm going to go up there, but it's probably going to be loud. Um, but come along with me. So, um, I, I'm a raver. I've talked about this before. Love to rave. I love like the whole experience and just like, plural vibes and everything. Well, we have, um, so, so this, um, artist I actually have never heard of before. His name is Grizz. Um, but I love Lewis a Child. I love Alice in Wonderland. I love all of them and they all follow him. So I was like, hmm, then I probably will like him. And the reason why he stood out to me was because his album art is of the chakras and the zodiac signs. And it's like a really trippy, like cool picture. I'll post it on there too. Um, but in one of his songs, and I don't think I wrote down what song, but the album is called Rainbow Brain. So definitely go check it out. Um, and in there, he had this, I don't know who said this or how it came about, but okay, here we go. I actually wrote it down. Yay me. So the song is called Harmony by Grizz. And he says, spirituality and creativity are all one. You can't have one without the other. This is why creativity follows inspiration in spirit. The Holy Spirit comes in you to inspire you. Thus, thus you become creative. Okay, I don't know which part <laughs> was mine and which part was his because I just kind of wrote it all in one. But isn't that so cool? So it kind of just like brings everything back and how for him like spirituality and creativity like come hand in hand and then like for for um for Roger like spirituality is just seeing the beauty in every single thing and so it's just like wow like seeing the beauty in everything like could you imagine being inspired by every single thing like that's where we're trying to go like that's what we're that's what we're reaching and actually that's like what Jesus was talking about in that par- um parables like the par- parables explain never because that one talks about like the mustard seed and apparently it's like this like really like bad thing but but Jesus was like no like the mustard seed is going to be like the kingdom of God because and then the disciples are like oh because of this because of that and he's like like no like because it was created by God so like everything is so beautiful and I feel like that's like what it what it means to reach enlightenment is to like literally be inspired by everything, like there's a hanger, like a clothes hanger in front of me. Like, could you imagine like being inspired by that? Like, what? But the thing is that somebody had to have had this idea and someone had to have designed it and someone thought that it was a good idea to put money into it to actually create it. And they're all different types of hangers. Like here I am talking about hangers, <laughs> like what? But yeah, like literally everything is so important in every single thing. So like all of these things do have souls and they are important. And that's like, that's what it means to be enlightened. And just like, ah, here I am saying it again. It's just so beautiful. (laughs) Um, 
So that was that quote. All right, let me see you the next one. Um, so actually there's like a lot more. So I might pause it here and then finish up. Oh my gosh, yeah, because we're already at an hour. So, okay, so I will stop here. I feel like it's a great place to stop. And then I do still have more, so I'll, I'll make a part two. Um, but yeah, like, please check out this book. I mean, yeah, because I actually met the author and it was incredible. I felt, I felt like I was like fangirling. Um, but also just because it's just, like, honestly, I would recommend this book even if I'd never met him. Um, what's also so cool about this book is, like, obviously I was going to meet with him, so I, like, rushed and read this book, and normally I'm a really slow reader, but it was such a quick read. Um, I, I read 60 pages, I read it in four days, so I read 60 pages a day, um, there's 230-something pages, like, so... I read 60 pages a day to finish it all in four days. I don't know if that's like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, But honestly, the way that he wrote it, it's like you could do like a one a day and it'll take not like no more than five minutes for each one. Um, So it's super quick. You know, he even designed to like one a week. Um, So then it'd be like the 52 days for the full year. Um, But but yeah, like I said, I read it really quickly um, if I wasn't interviewing him, I probably would slow down, kind of like I have been with um, The Game of Life and How to Play It, just because, like, that book is tiny, but it's just so dense, whereas this book, it's, like, awe-inspiring, um, so I wish I did have more time to, like, to, like, sink everything in for each one, but it also goes by so quick, and then you can always go back and reread and learn something new like it's one of these this 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 book is kind of like a hidden treasures kind of a thing where like the more that you read it you'll find something new but but yeah definitely recommend I'll do a part two I don't know why I'm out of breath um <laughs> but yeah okay well thank you so much for listening and um I'll make the second one right now and then post everything honestly probably tomorrow on the website so check that out <laughs> okay have a wonderful day everybody bye